Welcome to the Media Mavens podcast, where you'll hear the most compelling, provocative, and real conversations with industry leaders and innovators in tech, sports, and entertainment with our host and CEO of well-known PR firm, Axis Entertainment, Sarah Miller. Hi, this is Sarah Miller. CEO of Access Entertainment and your host for Media Mavis Podcast. And I'm super excited that I'm here today with Brad Kronthal. He's a co-founder of Alloy Sports, new sports betting company that you could get through mobile. Hey, Brad, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me, Sarah. Really excited to be joining you. Yeah, I love startups. I love talking to startups just because as an agency, we're big in the startup space. And I love the passion and drive, but I know the headaches that go into getting off the ground. But let's talk about this. I love that you're in sports season. You just launched, I guess, at a good time. Alloy just launched a month ago. So give us a little background about what you guys are doing. And then I want to talk to you about your founders, because I know you said you and your brother are from Baltimore. So we'll hit the NFL Ravens conversation. But I want to talk about what's going on and why did you guys launch Alloy a month ago? Absolutely. And I think I could talk to you probably all day about the Ravens. So Alloy, we're really excited. We we had a beta in the spring with the NBA, but we just launched our full mobile product uh, right before the NFL season, before week one. We are a sports betting research platform. We allow sports fans to come onto our app, build their own winning betting strategies. We back test it, tell them the results of how it performed. We have up to 10 years of data, and then we tell them how it's performed, obviously. And then the upcoming games that fit their winning strategies for them to be. I'm just going to roll back a second. So kind of like, you know, fantasy football, you could pick your teams and stuff. Uh, Do you guys supply all of the data? So if I say, hey, you know, I want to do my own fantasy football, I got my four or five teams. It's not going to be the Ravens. That I can say, here's how I want to do this before I place the bet on the operator. And you can say the data is right or wrong or kind of make ideas or suggestions of how the best Teams a bit on, or I kind of roll this back for me a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. So, really, before fantasy, it's really betting teams head to head. So, in betting, it's betting the spread or the money line. So, that's either betting on a handicap or just straight up. Like, like, so, like, like, like over unders, basic stuff, right? Yeah. So the main three bets are spread, money line, and then and then totals, which are the over-unders. We focus right now on the spread and the money line for, for the game. So betting the game, say if you like, say the Ravens this week, you could bet them straight up or bet them on a handicap. I know this week they're minus five, which means they have to win by more than five points to win that bet if you place that. So that's how we focus for launch our product. And we let you choose stats that you think are important to winning. Instead of us saying, we have a perfect algorithm that's picking winners. We can't tell you what's in it because that's proprietary to us. We say, you're a sports fan. You follow the games. You follow the teams. You tell us what you think is important. And we'll spit out the results of how it's performed. And based off whatever criteria that you spit out, we'll tell you the upcoming games that fit it. And if it's profitable to bet them, which ones. So I just need to say, hey, these are my five favorite teams. Uh, let's just say Green Bay and the Cards or whatever teams. These are my teams I'm going to start placing bets on. Once I give you my teams, you'll, through the algorithms, you'll say, okay, yeah, Green Bay's not the best team the next week because you have these other teams. So shift over or don't bet on them or do over under, don't do a spread. I mean, you give me that intel and advice of how to place the bet on which teams, right? Correct. So it's very similar to that, but a different approach, really team agnostic to start. And it's an engineering principle. My my brother and co-founder, Spencer, comes from the engineering background. So really, it's you're selecting stats, team agnostic, and then 
based off those stats, we tell you the teams to bet on. We also have filters where you can choose specific teams. Like say, I only want to bet on the Packers. Tell me how they did in this strategy or this other strategy. You can make it team specific, but as a whole, we try and be data first and then team second, but we let you pretty much have the full customization uh, access well, so I don't with our have platform. A team. I'm like, Hey, you know, I just want to jump in because I'm torn between teams. Nobody's doing that great. What's a good NFL bet or NBA bet playoffs, whatever. And you will say, here's on the, here's the algorithms of stats, courtside shots, three pointers, whatever injuries, how much, you know, MVP stats, everything. And you give that to me and I could just, and then here's based on that here's the best teams for you to place a bet on. 100%. We have two platforms we offer. One of them is called our Quick Start Wizard. We really curated into key sports stats and phrases. Like for football, we have high scoring offense or accurate passing or a turnover forcing defense. We let you choose out of eight of those, which ones you want to choose for your strategy. Then we have a few filters. Say you want to bet on a home team or a road team, maybe a team on a winning streak or a losing streak. And that's it. Then we run your results. So we have a platform that has over 200 stats and filters. That's our premium offering. And then we have our quick start wizard, which takes it bare bones, really streamlines the process, but has the full power and capability uh, that the Alloy platform provides. Do you guys, do you guys use AI? I mean, how do you guys make these predictions and suggestions? Yeah. So it's all using back-tested data. We're using past games as a reference and as well as the stats of, of what built them up. And we compare teams head to head. So we're actually incorporating AI uh, right now. We're looking at some models. We brought a data scientist onto the team to, to look into that. And that's some stuff that we're really excited about looking into the future. So you guys are really scrubbing all the sports data. So we have it at our fingertips. So versus I'm not going to be on ESPN, calling on my friends, calling the guys, calling my guys in the sports. You know, I'm not having to spend the time to do all that. I just go on to Alloy and plug and play. Here's the teams I want stats on to make an educated bet or intelligent bet. Or, hey, if I'm new, I you tell me based on the filters and what I want, here's the teams to bet on. And then once we get those stats, can we share them with others on the app? You guys yeah, so you're so, only app based, right? Correct. So we're and we're iOS to launch. We'll be on everything. You know, Wait, are you are you are you GA right now on iOS and Android? We are live on iOS. Okay, not so, Android. not Android to start. We will get there. You know, in the relative future. So to answer your first question, you're 100 right. We're consolidating all the research aspects into one place. So like you said, you can go to ESPN or CBS Sports, you can find different stats and how teams are performing, but the problem is it doesn't compare it with the odds. That's what the the knowledge that the sports books have. That's the reason why they make spreads the way they are. So I can know that, you know, Tom Brady's a great passer, I might choose him, but there's a reason that the Bucks are favored by 8 points this week. So what are my recommendations relative to the different spreads. So we combine the stats with the the betting odds in a easy to use one-stop shop type of platform. So you're, you're, you're an online, I mean, you guys are an online, online betting platform, except for we could share with our friends and do anything we want, yeah. but you are not the operator, which I know I asked you earlier. We take that, then we head over to a fan duel or somebody to actually put the money down on the teams we want based on your stats and intel. 
100% and sharing strategies and sharing them with your friends and on social media is such a huge aspect in the betting space right now. It's really fun, but it's also really crazy. Everyone thinks they're their own expert, yeah. uh, which we're trying to empower. So on our homepage, once you have a strategy, we actually made game cards is what we're calling them. So we show you the team that you're supposed to bet with the historical performance and the odds. So as an example, for the first game I'm looking at now, it says New England next week plus three over Cleveland. The win percentage for this strategy was 56% since September of 2019. So those are the type of game cards you can share on social media. Not only does it show the team you're betting, but also the validation of, you know, this has actually performed well over the past three years. Are you guys working with like the ESPNs of the world on these sports, new sports stations to pull the stats from them? Because you guys are pulling your stats and info from somewhere. Definitely. Yeah, our stats are from Sport Radar. So they're a major data provider from all major leagues yeah. uh, in, in sports. So no, and it's, stats, just, it's just NFL and NBA. You're not into you're not doing NHL or NBA yet, right? So NBA will looking to launch relaunch in December around Christmas time when when betting gets you know more popular with that. We launched that already. It's just putting it into the app. And then we're looking at college basketball for March Madness, but we're really looking to hit in our roadmap every sport, really all the way down to esports. So we're looking at UFC, golf. NASCAR, some really exciting hockey, leagues where betting is yeah. playing a role too. Of course, the well, major four it's, it's with like hockey. taking a casino and putting the whole sports betting book in one centralized location on mobile. Yeah, essentially, we let you do everything but place a bet. So yeah. you'll know what game to bet, and then you yeah. go off to whatever sports book you belong to, whatever promos you get. Then you can go place your bet at those sports. Do you guys, do you I mean? I mean, having put on the app, do you guys have like the TNCs. So I'm sure there's a lot of people who are saying, hey, you're telling me what to bet, where, why, and what, but there is a lot of legal disclosure. I could put 10 grand down based on, well, I got it from Alloy and I could lose all my money. Well, that's not that's not Alloy's problem. They're just suggesting based on their stats. But I mean, are you guys hitting a lot or you just have you not been on the market long enough to really penetrate the market to start seeing where the feedback and the problems that may arise? Yeah. I mean, when it comes to terms and, and disclosures, it, it's all up to the user. I mean, we have that written down and pretty, you know, in the print, but you know, yeah. really what we're doing is comparing teams head to head. We're telling you based off your strategy, uh, which team is, you know, better to bet at those specific odds. And and there might be strat, you might build two strategies uh, for the same game. It might like different teams. So really what we let you do is, you know, build what's important to you. And we, we spit out the information of where it's the best place based off that data. Amazing. Now, are you guys VC back? Are you guys still bootstrapping? Because I know you said you just launched a month ago. Yeah. So we're actually in the middle of a seed raise right now. Our pre-seed round, we raised last year, raised 460K. We raised 500K a few months back this year. We're looking to close another million by the end of the year. So we're in the middle of a raise, which which is always fun. But we've also had angel investors and a little bit of VC money as well. Awesome. Now you have three founders, right? Correct. So it's me. My name is Brad Kronthal. I'm the COO. Our CEO is my brother, Spencer. And then our CFO is Seth Shulk. And, and we've all kind of known each other for a long time. We're all from, obviously, my brother and I know each other for a long time. But <laughs> Seth's been in the Baltimore area. We all went to the same high school and kind of reconnected with Seth when we were building the product as he comes from a data analytics background, Spencer's an engineering background, and my background's in live sports production. So really combining all those passions to create Alloy, which is a combination of all of our strengths and work experience. Why now, like, why did you guys, like, was this something that was kind of brewing? I know with COVID, everybody was kind of locked down, figuring out what's my next move, what I want to do. Was this one of those, you know, family dinners, 
talking about sports and trying to find the right place to help you guys out? Or how did you guys form Alloy Sports? Yeah. So I think every family dinner, lunch conversation involves sports, at least 90% of that conversation. So we're constantly talking about it. It really came down a few years ago when sports betting became legal. We were trying to get into the space. Uh, Spencer uses similar engineering principles during his work. And obviously, I'm entrenched in the sports world and getting really involved with the data analytics as it becomes more and more prevalent in in sports. And I was working in baseball at the time uh, with the Baltimore Orioles network, Masson. So we were just talking and, and throwing ideas off each other and, you know, getting into betting. We were looking, you know, for a tool that would let us build our own betting strategies and and we didn't find one. So we figured let's build it ourselves. We know what stats are important. We know the sports, you know, like the back of our hand and and we have the tool that, you know, we feel like we could build out. So kind of that thought of, you know, sports, engineering, combining those passions and and that's how we started Alloy. Yeah. And I mean, the timing's good. I mean, just because everybody kind of shut down, went to the bubble during COVID. So your timing, to, I think, to launch it post-COVID versus a few years ago, the timing was brilliant for you guys. Yeah. And, and we're a fully remote team. We're all US-based, but COVID definitely helped where, you know, usually most people be working in, in the same office. We've been able to operate through Zoom and have continued to do so as, you know, we have developers in-house that are all over the United States and it's just become a normal workplace being online and, and COVID really, you know, helped push that. How many employees do you guys have? So we have seven full-time employees. We've got two full-time developers, full-time marketing. And you guys and, are... And- scattered throughout the United States. I mean, was this, I mean, when you guys decided to um, launch this a month ago, I mean, coming off of COVID this past year, were you a little bit nervous about having people remote or keeping them all together? Because I know right now, a lot of people have that two days in, three in, three out, two in. And I'm finding that a lot of people are realizing they're moving towards that one in or not going in at all, just because they're more productive and they're getting stuff done. So there's a lot of shift right now in dynamics. I know with startups, it's all about the team and you're grinding through 24-7 and relying on people and you know that whole communicating. Were you guys concerned to be all in-house or were you guys walking into this you know, eyes wide open that this is a new normal, especially for a startup? Can we do this on a remote basis? Yeah. So we were excited by it. I think Every time working remote or in person has its pros and cons. With us, we saw a huge opportunity, especially being, you know, Baltimore based. It's not necessarily the tech hub of the United States. So being able to go out and get developers from Denver, California, you know, that was really attractive to us because that if we were all Baltimore based and having offices here, we wouldn't have access to that type of talent, nor do I think we'd be able to attract talent to come to Baltimore to necessarily work on a tech startup. Maybe. I love Baltimore. So um. <laughs> that's going to be a whole other conversation. <laughs> but you never know. So I think, no. you know, that's that really worked in our favor, but it, it is the new normal. I mean, we're used to it. You know, I know for, for us, we were able to bring it in house was just huge. So our initial beta product we built with an external development team. Again, that had its pros yeah, and cons. But most, but- most developers, if you look at most startups, most of them don't have in-house developers. I mean, they're outsourcing, they're going overseas. Developers are there just grinding with their headphones on, coding and stuff. They're, they don't need to be in that chaos distraction of an office. So I yeah. feel like being, as having a startup when you're in the development mode, being remote is the most normal thing to do. It doesn't really change anything. It's just you know kind of adapting your mindset to 
okay, I'm going in startup mode. I don't have that events, the teams around me 24 seven, but then it focuses you to actually pay attention to do your job better. No doubt. And I think probably the biggest struggle was getting everyone on a singular meeting time, especially our morning meetings on the East Coast are a little bit different time on the West Coast, but our guys over there wake up really early. So it worked out pretty well. You know, it's worked out really, really well. And, you know, I think one thing our team prides ourselves on is is people. So we feel like we really vet our candidates when they, you know, apply for jobs. We vet people out really well and we couldn't be more proud of the team we have. Yeah. So what's your rollout strategy here over this next year? You said you're going to add all the sports teams. Are we looking at a year, nine months before most of the teams are onboarded or um, is there, you know, I mean, there's no there there in a startup to you get there. But where are you seeing this company a year from now? Yeah. So a year from now, we're looking to add probably three or four sports total. I think the full layout of sports is is a few year process and and a few re- contacts that we've had with different, you know, sports leagues could dictate where we go in that regard. But the goal is to have three or four new sports up and running by next football. That would be, you know, NFL, NBA, college basketball, and then probably one year round sport, whether it's, you know, tennis or UFC. You keep keep flying over hockey and you're a Baltimore guy. Yeah. So, so hockey, we look at the data and, and hockey, while it's huge up North is not the most bet sport in America. And, and while we do plan to have hockey in our future roadmap, it's not there now. And that's why the push. Why why do you think that? I mean, why, like of all the sports, I mean, tennis, golf, well, golf, maybe I mean, I get NBA and I mean, NFL and NBA are the two biggest ones, but why is hockey always so overlooked? And the only reason I'm asking because LA Kings used to be a client of ours, Phoenix Coyotes. And like, I mean, I, you know, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid because I'm a huge sports fan. For a girl, but like, how come hockey is always the most overlooked sports when we're lining them up like this? You know, honestly, I think when you get a little bit more south, obviously, you know, teams in Florida, LA, when they're playing well, they have a great and rabid fan base. But I think, and this is my opinion, I think some of that, what contributes to that is people playing the sport growing up. I know, you know, a lot of people don't have, you know, ice rinks necessarily. Uh, maybe they don't follow the sport if it's not a major city or a team in their city. So hockey of the major sports is the lowest bet on sports. So we Based had to take that into account. Destination because everybody's on the courts when the little pop Warner football, basketball, baseball, they're out running around. Hockey is really prevalent from grade school up when you're in the Northeast, Northwest. Yeah. yeah. No, that makes sense. That makes that does With that sense. said though, everyone plays soccer and soccer is not that popular in the U S too. So I mean, mean, it is and it's not. Yeah, it's just interesting. It's just interesting how NHL is overlooked. But I might get it. It's a good argument. Hey, grew up in the Northeast, Canada. We had, um, you know, the former president of the Houston Oilers. We had um, the um, the Edmonton Oilers were on, had a lot of these guys on and huge hockey fan. But it's like it's weird because it's a huge sport. But it's not a huge betting sport. And I always figured because we have football, you know, you're running, you have stats, you have speed, you have passage, you have touchdowns. You don't have, I think, the same rules or not as many applicable rules on the ice because it's such a fast game. But I don't know. It's interesting. Like, I never thought about this until having this conversation with you. I think hockey should be a bigger sport and have more awareness to it than and if they, hockey has the most games of any sports out there and longest season, 
That's what kills me. How come they have the longest season and it's the most exciting game? I mean, we're talking body checks and injuries. We're talking injuries. And it's such an and the fan base is just rabid. It is crazy the fights between them when they're against each other's teams. But it's weird because they're not ranking on the sports betting circuit. No, and, and in the sports betting world, NFL is king. So that's that's why we needed, NFL is needed that push. Well, NFL is always, always king. So you got to you got to yeah. hit that hurdle first and hit it hard, and then once you have the NFL, then you can move on to your next you're, you're uh, next venture. You got to follow the money. I always used to say, follow the green, not the dream. So no, it is NFL. That is so funny. Can you give us? Okay, wait. Who's playing this weekend? Who's playing? Wait, we're Monday, it's Tuesday, Thursday night, Sunday night football. Sunday night football next week. I'll have to look at the calendar, but we do have some plays. It's actually not the Chiefs Bills, which could be the best game, which, you know, is anticipated to be the best game of the week. It's a rematch of the playoffs last year when it was like three touchdowns in the final two minutes and then Kansas City won in advance. Um, that was probably the game of the year last so, year. So, so we have the, the Bears there. and Washington Commanders. Yes. Are they play on Thursday. Like, I'm going to go with the Bears just because I mean, it's the Bears. Right. What are our stats on the bear? <laughs> it's really funny you say that. So we launched a betting show with the Hammer Network. It's a sports betting media network. And and my brother and I do this show. We were talking about that game today. And we said, whatever the Bears and the commander show up as teams to bet, they just seem to never come through. So when if you bet on the Bears this year, I think they're two and three against the spread. And, and the commander's record is one and four against the spread. Those are just betting stats. So the spread right now is for the commanders are plus one. Meaning, really? You know, I wouldn't so think they're underdogs. The bears are favorites by one point, but one point is basically a toss up saying it's, it's pretty even. I don't love necessarily either teams just because you just can't count on any of their quarterbacks. They're tough teams to bet. A few of our metrics like the commanders plus one, one of the strategies we built that's hit at 60% over the past two years with over 100 game sample size, likes the commanders um, if they're a close underdog being plus one. But for me personally, I mean, it's just such a hard game to bet because they're just not you very just good. You the Bears, but no, I know. So Sunday's lineup is the Cowboys and the Eagles. Mm, yes. That's going to be a good game because I'm going to go for Philly on this one. Yeah, Philly's undefeated. Dallas has been playing really well without their starting quarterback. It's it's going to be a great game. I always look to that theory of regression where a team is undefeated and they're playing great, but they're not going to be undefeated. There's going to have a bit of a drop-off. Our top plays this week don't actually include that game. It's going to oh. be very interesting. Why? Because it doesn't fit the strategies that we built necessarily. But, so, but, so explain that to me. Yeah. All the games going on, you have all these strategies, but the biggest game sports of the week we're in fall we're in october is sunday football and it's the, yeah. and the cowboys what's the deal i mean are you guys just not releasing the strategy yet or are you skipping that this week so again the strategy is all like stat based so one of them i'm calling this week we'll release it it's called the chain mover i'm a little tease here it's a strategy we'll pump out this week for the first time that relies on wide receiver play. Another one we released last week that was really successful is called the ground and pound strategy, we're calling it, which is a, a running game strategy. So every team populates in a strategy, but it'll only show you the games you know that are profitable to bet on. So it may have a team that, that fits it, but if it's in a bucket, let's say a spread range of minus five to zero, where it's not profitable, let's say it's lost you know 60% of the games over the last three years, 
it might fall in that category where it fits the strategy. It's just not a game. You so you're saying on. the Cowboys and the Eagles don't fit in any winning strategy because one of these guys. Are no, so there's a strategy that will hold them. None of the ones that I have on my current phone that I've built have that game as a lock to look at for, for this week. You can build an unlimited amount of strategies. Surely one will have you know, one or both of those teams. But for but, from but my if personal we, if we went on right, if we went on right now to mm-hmm. LA Sports and we were looking at the Cowboys and the Eagles, you would have all the intel and stats pop up, right? So you you'd be able to build a strategy and see if it populates. If you wanted to look specifically at a team, you could add a filter there. Really, we're just a, you know, you can build a formula, you can build your own algorithm. We're not necessarily the place like ESPN where you would click Eagles or Cowboys and see all their stats populate. For us, you're building formulas in a really okay. easy how long way. You, if you're going in to build yes. a stack, how long does it take for the your platform to kick back a statistic or a strategy? Yeah. So with our quick start wizard, honestly, I built one in 10, 15 seconds. Okay. It's, it's 10, 15 simple. seconds. Plug yeah, in the yeah. Cowboys and the Eagles. Let's see what comes up. Well, it's, it, it's actually, you plug in the stats. So if I'm looking about the Cowboys and Eagles, I would put you know, an accurate passing has been Jalen Hurts. Let's say a drive ending in touchdowns. And then I'll just, I just will avoid a, or I'll say an NFC opponent as a filter. So just like that, push those four buttons and my strategy is loading right now. It's profitable for close underdogs. So between the spread range of zero and plus five, and and there's not a game that populates in there. So I'll try and see if I can find that game. So, th- so this one, so this one fits. Cowboys for- and Eagles against each other. I mean, isn't that, is there a place on there? I could say, here's the upcoming game. Here's the two teams are playing. What are the stats of the best strategy between both teams? Yeah. So those are some modelings that we'd probably look in with that AI of, you know, just running all the stats, all the teams and seeing which formula is best for each team. When you have different, if you're looking at specific teams, which formulas that have been, but, built, but isn't that know, the whole point? Team. If I have, if I'm taking five, six games of NBA, NFL, and I want to bet on, if I want the Sixers, or I want the um, Lakers, Eagles, I should be able to go in. I mean, is this built into where I can say, okay, I know for a fact the Cowboys playing the Eagles, or I know it's the Sixers against the Knicks, whatever I want. And I'm putting my bets down. I want the strategy of the best way to go, unless I'm miscalculating. Yeah, and I think that's the current approach that's very popular. People are looking at specific teams, and they say they want to bet a team, and that's just a losing formula for us is – you know, it's the engineering approach. You got to look at the data first. Let's go team agnostic. We'll look at the yeah. stats. You build a strategy. We'll tell you what games and what teams fit a winning data back strategy. Yeah, versus there has versus. to be a team between the Cowboys and the Eagles that is a strategy. It's data back. They both have a lot of data. So we yes. want these teams. So- yes, there, there is. And you can build an unlimited amount. So for the strategy I just built on the quick start in 15 seconds, the Eagles show up as the team to bet in the if they're a close favorite, they're your team. However, that sample size has gone 41, 67, and two over the last two years, a 37% win percentage, meaning they fit the strategy, but it's not in a profitable bucket. So you don't want to bet it. Dang. So all the money's got to go to the Cowboys this week. If this is your strategy. Now, again, if you this is, you know, heavily favoring passing, again, it's, it's all based on you and what you think is important. We have preloaded strategies. We have insights where we're pushing out ones that have worked and, and the games to bet. But I can't just come on here and say, I want to bet the Cowboys. Find me a strategy that fits at the moment. For now, it's it's the data, the engineering, and it's kind of reverse engineering the thought process of here's my team. Tell me why it works versus here's what works. And then tell me the teams to bet it. 
Got it. So you guys are taking a back that a different approach, going backwards. These are the teams I like. Give me all their stats. So when I'm betting on those teams, I know which areas to bet on versus team versus team. Yes. So you're not doing specific games per se. You're doing so we are games, but they just start with the stats versus the teams. Got it. So we just have to go into all our favorite teams, look at all our stats, and then if two of them are playing each other, we'll know based on the historical data which one's going to come out ahead. Sure. Yeah. And read our insights. We have, you know, pushed out strategies that we are, are you, are you going to build yourself. into this tour? Because I a lot of people, yes, it's all about the stats. I understand. Look at the QBs, they look at mm-hmm. money bags, they look at passes, yards. I, I get all that on the and the stats side and data, but a lot of them come down at the very end. It's like shit. We're just going to go, which one do we want? One over the other. But you guys are going to eventually get to the point where we could put in these are the two teams playing this weekend. Where, where where's my best choices so some of these sports getting guys if you're putting two teams in for upcoming game calculating all the data yeah, absolutely you, you do over under on the eagles but you're better off putting yards on the cowboys because knowing both their histories a lot of sports betting companies are very very precise on that you guys are not quite there yet but you're saying you're going to get there i mean i know you're new you're still evolving and growing, but you're going to eventually get to that point, right? Yeah, that just comes with more modeling, more strategies being run. But yeah, like you said before, we're, we're a different approach and our approach is winning. So, you know, we're trying to change the the stigma of, you know, the house always wins, Vegas always wins. We're for the sports better. So the way that people have been betting for the last, you know, five years since it's been legal, they're losing. That's why, you know, the sports books have a business. That's why well, Vegas I mean, is still in business. You win, you win, you lose it. There's a lot of variables to, uh, you know, some of these contenders that everybody has money down, they lost. I mean, just bad day, bad throws. Um, other team got the advantage off the start. The underdog pulls through. There's so many reasons why a team could win or lose. Yep. You can't really pinpoint. You can't guarantee it. But I do know when it comes down to it, there's a lot of good places out there that are okay between the stack you said. These are the two teams playing. Here's the stats. Here's yards, here's passes, his historical data, everything on these two teams. Choose which one. Yeah, roll the dice. But this is where you're better off on. So wait, okay, I, I want to ask a stupid question. Who won the Ravens or the Bengals win last week? So I was actually there and, oh, and yeah. the Ravens pulled it out at the very end. They won 19 to 17 on a last second field goal by Justin Tucker. So. See, and a lot of people probably put money on the Bengals, but the Ravens pulled through at the last minute. Yeah, it, it was a, a wild game. The Ravens have blown, I think, two straight home games prior to that where they were leading by double digits. So they were able to finally, you know, hold one off and, and get the win. Okay, so before you wrap, who are your two favorite? Give me your top three favorite football teams. I only have, I can give you my top three, but growing up, it's it's the Ravens, it's the Ravens, and it's the Ravens. <laughs> We're so not my, allowed to have my, another team Mine is anybody here. that plays the Ravens or the Raiders. Okay. <laughs> I live two blocks from the stadium. So if I don't say the Ravens three times, I'm going to be in trouble. It's like, it's like a Raven superstition for you, right? Oh my gosh. Yeah. This place uh, in Baltimore turns absolutely bonkers yeah. when it's game day. So I love it. I love when there's certain places where it's just out of control. I mean, the fans, it's all about the, I mean, it's to be honest. Yeah. It's a, sports is sports. Teams are making the money. The players are making big. But then the day, it's ticket sales. It's the fans. And it's always good to see the excitement in the fans, you know, more than anything. Absolutely. And, and this is a great town. It feels like a college town on Sundays. Yeah. 
it's it's all about fan base interaction when it comes to sports right now. Oh my god, it was so good having you on. Okay, I think we're going to go hours on the sports track because I want to cover NBA. NFL, NBA, I want to talk more about hockey. So I think we're going to have to have you back on just to talk sports. For anybody out there, well, let me ask you a quick question before I wrap, because I know we talked about this in the beginning. I know you're not an operations. How do you feel about that? Because I know when we were speaking with Bet Friend, a few of these guys a year or two ago, it was a big deal of trying to get their head around the Bitcoin, the crypto. We're now paying taxes on crypto. You know, we have Coinbase, there's so much the feds are moving in on this. But there's so much regulation on betting, why it took forever to become an online betting to still stay in control of that. How do you feel about that? Because I know the big issue was crypto and Bitcoin, but I know the um, betting industry was still, they didn't have enough data and intel to make that decision that they were comfortable with. But there were chatters about it online and within the um, standalone roundtables. What's your input or your feeling on that? For me and being, you know, with my company, not being an operator is really a sigh of relief. Regulation is is absolutely crazy yeah. uh, in the United States, especially with it being done on a state by state basis. It's really the same players that are fighting for people placing bets being operators, you know, only in each state and, and the rules can be completely different. You're looking at a state where I am in Maryland that's been legal for I want to say two years now, they were planning to have mobile live last football season and we're still not up and running. And then you have a state like Kansas, which got approved for legality, I think, you know, let's say early September and they were up and running with mobile by the end of the month. So, you know, some states just pass it really well and just make it easy on you know yeah. businesses and, and operators and, e- and even us working as a marketing wing for different companies where we have affiliate deals. Um, some of these states have just taken it, you know, way too far and way too difficult, you know, having to pay tons of money to, to just, you know, promote a brand. So it, it's really just crazy from a national well, standpoint. Also just look at monetary, you know, a dollar is a dollar. We know, you know, if I place a 20 a hundred dollar bet, Odds are if I win 10 or whatever, I'm going to walk away with, you know, 50 or 100 grand. But that dollar, that $50,000 that I give you if I'm betting with coins may drop in a day and be worth only $2 or $15,000 or $20,000. It's, 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 it's like you're using stock market statistics analytics on a daily basis. And I think that's where it will throw things off, like not in a good way in the sports betting world, because what's a high value today could drop and be worth nothing tomorrow or worth way more. So then it becomes an, yeah, I think it's a regulation nightmare to allow crypto and Bitcoin, any altcoins into the online betting world. And I know that's the next step for a lot of, you know, betting companies and operators is incorporating crypto. There's a lot of synergies between the customers of of sports betting operators and crypto. crypto. Like I know I probably lost and I was so mad. I probably lost like six, seven grand. My crypto wallet just tanked. I just let it ride out. But yeah, it is a tricky situation for sure. They have a lot they've got to sort out. But it was so good having you on. For anybody, um, you know, we're in NFL season, NBA starting soon, hockey starting soon, which I know we can't talk about right now. But um, where is the best place to send everybody? Yeah. So come check out our app. You know, we're iOS only right now. We're building, you know, everything else, Google Play, Android um, in the near future. So check us out on iOS, Alloy Sports Company. It's free for a month and full trial uh, for a free trial. Um, where our website is alloysports.com and, and follow us on all our social media platforms. We're at Alloy Sports. We're on all of them. So, and then if you know, so, so, and I should have caught this earlier, it's a free subscription, but then 
for first month, but then it's a paid for subscription, which is how you guys are making your revenues. Correct. So it'll be $15 a month for our Alloy Pro platform that we're planning to launch this week. That's really exciting. That has over 200 stats and filters, so much power in that tool. We'll always have a freemium offering, but you know, you'll get free access to that platform for 30 days when you sign up when that goes live. Awesome. Oh my God. It was so good to have you on here, Brad. You're going to have to come back, keep us posted when you start onboarding more sports so we can talk about hockey. Okay, baseball. Great, I'll, give you, I'll give you baseball and golf, but we'll stick to NFL <laughs> for now. Where's a good place for people to find you if they have any questions for you directly? Yeah, so we have a contact page, contact at alloysports.com. You can find me. My email is brad at alloysports.com. You know, feel free to send me a message. I'm always available. Awesome. So good having you on, Brad. Until next Sunday, this is Tara Miller with Media Mavis Podcast. And Brad, thank you so much for taking the time. Thanks so much, Sarah. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Media Mavens podcast. If you don't want to miss an episode or want to download past episodes, be sure to subscribe to the Media Mavens podcast on your favorite podcast provider. To learn more about the podcast or our guests, please visit MediaMavensPodcast.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.